I'm Helen. And I'm Ali. This is Cars of the Macabre. Profanities guaranteed. Viewer discretion is advised. We're back. We're back and we're ready to party. We are and we're excited for dinner, aren't we? We're so excited for dinners. So we're both vegans. So I was... I was... I was, I was, I was then going to hope that you were going to describe dinner. Oh, okay, I can do that. So, so dinner. So we're both vegans. And dinner is going to be, I think, possibly the best thing I've ever tasted and it has the Aldi ver- vegan version of a battered sausage. And like comparing that with the ones that from the chippy when I was a meat eater, hands down, so much better. Completely. Absolutely. And then with chippy chips and mushy peas. <laughs> I mean, we're so British. <laughs> we have dinner. We should be having a Sunday race, but we're not. We're having battered sausage, chips and mushy peas, babe. Yes, babe. And um, it's going to be a party all round. It's going to be a party party in my mouth. mouth. A vegan party in my mouth. Absolutely. And then uh, we've definitely run out of blondies though for dessert, I think, for everyone to have one. Ali's a very good baker. Well, you you are, babe. Thank you. I only got into it after becoming vegan, actually. I was really well known for not being able to cook a bloody thing. And then all of a sudden I went vegan and I can now cook and particularly bake very well. Yeah, you you have to learn to cook when you're a vegan. Uh, yeah. I think. And it's all about those spices and herbs and uh lentils and chickpeas and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm I'm well I went vegan because you went you two went vegan. I was like, "Oh yeah, I feel like I can do that." Cuz I'd gone oh, veggie. Oh, you never told me that. Yeah, when we were at that restaurant, that Mexican restaurant. Yes. In Newmarket and you and you were like, "Oh no, we we're, we're vegan now." And I was like, "Oh, I sh- I should be vegan really because I hate milk, and there so that doesn't leave an awful lot to cut out. Don't like eggs. No, they freak don't. me out. So it for me it wasn't that hard to transition. No, absolutely not. And then you start to think more about the wider picture of it all as well. Exactly, because we're animal rights uh, advocates. Yes, and uh, hopefully we're going to get involved with Camp Beagle as well for cruelty free. Yeah, definitely check them out. We're going to go and visit them at their camp, but check out uh, Beagle Freedom Project, Beagle Freedom Project UK, Camp Beagle and Cruelty Cutter. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all very good stuff and you can learn how to go cruelty free with your fancy smelly stuff and your cleany things. (laughs) Cleany things. Yeah. (laughs) I really like that. Cleany things. Uh, So that's our public service announcement for today. It's a public service announcement. Do they still do those? Gilbert, do you know? We're going to Google it and find <laughs> out. What did <laughs> when they? When in doubt, Google. When in doubt, Google. What did what did they used to be about? What were they announcing stuff for? Raises awareness about an issue. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with social media, 
There's always a PSA. <laughs> There's always a PSA. So there we go. Yeah. Now we have TED Talks. We do. Maybe we should, yeah, maybe we should just start doing public service announcements, just like random ones. But to be fair, again, that's just everyone on Instagram and Facebook and everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah. People are just PSAing every day. And that's just. <laughs> so. so today we are going to have a little bit of a chat about urban legends. Love an urban legend. I do. I think we've all grown up with urban legends. Oh, for sure. And it's usually actually something paranormal. Yes. To be fair. It's either, it's, it's either paranormal and true crime or, or one of the other. Yeah. And a lot of them contain cars. Yes. So, you know, and I remember, you know, you'd be at a sleepover or a party and they'd be, you know, telling all these ghost stories and urban legends and they'd change depending on what country you're in, what village you're in even, what age you are. Exactly. But the, they all come from, like... The same idea. Yeah. The same idea. And everyone's got the same urban legend. Exactly. There's just, like, just... slight variations <laughs> that make it British. Like, maybe someone was going to go and get fish and chips and then something happened to them on the way, you know? Yeah. And someone else was going for a curry and the same thing happened, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a you different know. town. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so... Right, I'm going to go through like really kind of brief ones because they do have lots of versions. And then if you've got versions of them, it'd be cool to hear what you heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. And also if you can think any more that I haven't got written down here. Um, so I'm going to start with one that's probably the one I know the best. Don't flash your lights when you're in the car. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. So there are... As all of these, there's a few different versions of this, as is the case with most urban legends. And one theory is that it was a way of initiating a new member into a gang and they would drive around the city at night, either with high beams on or headlights off yeah. when you should have them on, waiting for an unsuspecting driver coming the other way to flash at them. The first person to do this becomes marked... And the gang turns around, follows them, and kills the driver. But the version I'd heard is that it's a deranged killer driving around with no lights on, and when, if, you flash them, they then follow you home and murder you. Yeah, no, see, the one I know is the gang one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah um, and actually, I didn't hear that that long ago. Really? Um, yeah, it, it um... I mean, it, it was a while ago, but in the grand scheme of things, not really. Yeah, like, I didn't hear it as a teenager. On. Right, I was okay. an adult when I'd heard it and stuff. Because um, they've also got something quite similar as well. Don't they have like a child on a roadside that looks abandoned or something? And then if somebody stops, the child um, sort of leads them, lures them to to a gang or something, and then yeah, they're like killed or captured or yeah. tortured, all of that lot. Yeah. So I know the gang one, not the deranged killer. Ah, that's interesting. So I knew the deranged killer because I think most of the ones I ever heard revolved around a deranged killer. <laughs> that, that, that was mostly what was happening, apparently. And I don't think we really talked about gangs. Obviously, I'm, I'm older than you. Um... I don't think we were like... Because I, I thought that would have been like a kind of originated from America. Here we go. No, we're the same age, but you've just got a few more years' experience. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I, li I like that. Yeah. We should get that on a T-shirt, really, shouldn't <laughs> yeah. we? Okay, so that's interesting. So you'd heard the first version. I heard the second version. And I wonder if 
Because with these urban legends, a lot of people test the theory, don't they? Yeah, like Bloody Mary, when exactly. you would do it like three times in the mirror and just expect her to like appear behind you. So it would be interesting to hear from listeners if they've tried any of these car-related urban legends and if anything happened. Yeah, definitely send those ones in. I want to read them. Yeah, definitely send them in. Uh, our email address is carsofthemacabre at gmail.com and we would love to read those. So the second one... Don't get out of the car. So this one, this is the other one I heard loads. And it was always always a case of, oh yeah, my mate's sister's mum's brother's dog was driving along the road and this happened to them. So it was always someone who knew someone it happened to, even though that was never the case. So a woman is driving at night and sees a trolley in the middle of the road. So she doesn't want to hit it. She doesn't want anyone else to hit it and cause an accident. So she stops the car, gets out and moves it off the tarmac onto the pavement. Mm -hmm. When she returns to the car and continues on her way, she's attacked attacked by a murderer who crept into the backseat of her car while she stopped to move the trolley moments earlier. I've definitely heard that one. I'm not sure if it's a trolley or not. It, mm, It might have been. But the person who is the murderer is usually escaped, has escaped from a mental hospital. Oh, that that's definitely a revolving, yeah. revolving, revolving, reoccurring. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, seriously, to be me, it's stressful. That's a reoccurring theme in a lot of these urban legends: is d- deranged killer, escaped mental patient. Which yeah. is probably not the words you'd use now, but these are the words from the urban legends. So. We're going authentic. <laughs> we, are, we are going a proper old school with these. Do you know what my solution to this is? Don't get out of the car. Well, <laughs> don't get out of the car. That's one option because, you know. And the second option, drive a two-seater car. No, because then they'll just be in the front seat. But then you'd see them. To be honest with you, I would maybe slow down and push the trolley out my way. <laughs> yeah, like the car. out the window. <laughs> Just be like... Yeah, all that. I wouldn't yeah. use my car to push it, but I'd like... No, that's what I mean. If you slowed right down, you're not going to cause any damage. Oh, I still want... No, I still wouldn't do that with my car. No. You like, wouldn't. No. <laughs> so you're going to nudge it out the way with your car. Yeah, or a hand out the window, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, oh, that's the thing, though, because it's a bit of a moral dilemma because you think, oh, well, you don't want anyone to have an accident. But also, I don't want to die. But also, we don't want to die. Yeah. So, what what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Don't have a four-door car. Don't have more than two seats. Don't get out of the car. Push the trolley out the window with your hand. Push the trolley out the window with your hand. Mind your own goddamn business. <laughs> Mind your goddamn business. I mean, that's one way to avoid that. Absolutely. But that was always somebody who knew somebody it happened to. Yeah. And it was like in the village. <laughs> and no one else has heard of it. And no, there's no like no. newspaper articles, anything. No, it's not been on the news ever. No. But it happened. It definitely happened. To somebody's sister's cousin's brother's mother's auntie. Dog, cat, bird, fish. <laughs> so is that that's the story you heard, but just not with the trolley? With no, I, I don't know if it was with the trolley or not. But yeah, something very similar. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think, I feel like that might be a global thing where 
people nick trolleys from supermarkets and just leave them around the place. I don't know if you remember, but when we were younger, um, we would have to walk down. Would we have to walk? Or we would walk down. There was like a passage near Exeter Road where we used to live. You know, mm. the one that was like kind of like the hill. Yeah. And um, there was like a a dried out like lake, not lake, but... Railway tracks. No. Oh. What's a ravine? Um, we'll Google it and find out. <laughs> a ravine is like a lake, isn't it? River Island. River <laughs> <laughs> Ravine. A deep, narrow gorge with steep sides. Yeah, kind of like that, but okay. like a town version. Okay. And it was all dried out and there was always trolleys in there. <laughs> Who steals a trolley? Well, I don't know. Well. Unless you're perhaps of no fixed abode. Yeah, And you need maybe. to cart and your stuff about. They put their stuff in it. Also, we used to get them and push each other around in them at night mm, when we've yeah. been drinking cider. And also, on one of my many holidays, Newquay, when I was a teenager and had no business being on holiday on my own, um, unsupervised drinking alcohol, my friend burnt, sunburnt her feet really badly. And so we put her in the trolley and just carted around so she could still have a night out on the town with us. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. very creative and very inclusive. It's very inclusive, but I don't recommend doing any of those things. No, I'm too old to do those things now. <laughs> I feel like they'd still be fun. Oh, definitely. Don't steal trolleys, though. Not condoning stealing trolleys. No. But that's that's basically how trolleys get everywhere around yeah. here. And I don't know if that is... Is that teenagers? A global thing? <laughs> is that a UK thing? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, because some of them you have to put pounds in now, don't you, Sid? Yeah, the Aldi ones. Deters the Asbos from thieving them. <laughs> I love it. All right, so that's that one. Just don't get out of your car, I reckon. Yeah, don't get out of your car. You know? Number three, ghostly hitchhiker. There's loads of versions of this. Yeah. So many. So a driver passes a female hitchhiker wearing a prom dress. So this sounds like it's very American. She stops and asks if the girl needs a lift home. The prom girl gives her address and along the journey, the lady chats with her until they arrive at the address. But when the lady stops to let the prom girl out, she's not in the car. Shocked, the driver knocks at the door of the house to tell them that she was helping their daughter, but she's disappeared. And a distraught father then explains that the girl she's been describing died several years ago on her prom night. That is just the basis for a horror film or, yeah. or something like that. Um, I haven't heard that one, but I think it also depends on whether you think or believe that one, if you believe in ghosts. Yes. And whether they're solid or not. Yes. Because I feel like if ghosts aren't solid and someone starts leaning into you and you can sort of see through them, you ain't going to be giving them a lift. And also, aren't ghosts supposed to go through things? I mean, I don't feel like there's um, a rule no. <laughs> that we know of. No. This is we why, can't prove. <laughs> this is why everyone's doing exper paranormal experiments and investigations, isn't it? But first of all, I would not pick up a hitchhiker. Absolutely no way in hell. I know it used to happen a lot. I don't think it really happens now. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's quite an American thing more so. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but look how many serial killers picked up hitchhikers and 
because they were their next victims. Exactly. So, well, there's a clue. Don't yeah. do that. And then, so that, it's quite interesting because, you know, talking about the paranormal and there's residual, what we call residual energy, which is almost like it's a leftover imprint of the energy mm. of something that's happened before. So yeah. it's, you know, it's almost like having a double exposure in life and it just keeps playing on a loop. Yeah. So it could could maybe be that. I don't know if it would be an intelligent haunting, but I suppose if she's talking to you... That says to me intelligence. Intelligent haunting. So, I mean, that's very interesting. Have you? I know there are variations of that because I know there's... Well, there's obviously hitchhikers that kill people when you yeah. pick them up. Um, or maybe it's a serial killer that's, a, that's hitchhiking. Well, that's another thing. Ooh. Either or, I don't feel like we should be picking up hitchhikers. No. And again, like with what we were talking about earlier, like if you see like an abandoned child and stuff. Call the police. Yeah, exactly. Call the police. Be like, hey, Mr. Popo, there's a girl on the road. Can someone pick her up in it? And then they go and sort it out. And then you're helping, but you're not putting yourself in danger. Yeah. Solution right there. There we go. I feel like we should just be in charge. Yeah. The Did world you... would go to shit, but... <laughs> be all right for a couple of days yeah. and then it would literally implode. <laughs> so do you remember that being like a... When you were a kid, do you remember that being no. one of the ones you... No? I didn't hear that one. I remember the Point Horror books. Yeah. Do you remember those? One of those was called The Hitchhiker. They are classics. Them and Goosebumps. Yes. Oh. See, I don't think I read... I, I read Point Horror... A few point romance, mainly point horror though. It'd be quite nice to buy them all again and reread them. So someone came into the library the other day asking for point horror books and we don't have them there. Right. And then I was like, and she was telling me they're really expensive to like buy on Amazon and stuff. Really? So I checked out World of Books, which Mm. is a website and you can get so, so many cool new or used books at sort of varying prices and stuff. And they've got loads of point horror and they're really cheap. What's that world of books or wob? <laughs> wob. Okay, that's cool. Well, that's good to yeah, know. Definitely check out that site. Because the thing is that, you know, it's quite an adult theme for a book, but I just remember them being quite short. Yeah. So if you don't have a lot of time to read, it's probably quite a good thing to just, you know. Just something to occupy yourself yeah, exactly. with briefly. Yeah. I like that idea. I'm re- At the moment, I'm reading The History of Ghost Stories, which is really interesting, but it's quite in-depth. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice to have something... Oh, no, I'm supposed to be also reading some Stephen King novels that my friend lent me. I'll have to just alternate. I'm not reading as much as you, <laughs> Mrs. I read a million books at once. Uh, no, I can't do it. I can only read one book at once. So when I've got a uni assignment going on and I have to read a book for it, that's all I can concentrate on. That's good. Yeah, it is, but then sort of it becomes, it It definitely isn't reading for pleasure because you're closely analysing and everything like that. I'm like, I just want to read for pleasure yeah. now. Even though they're books that I've read for pleasure before, it just takes on, yeah, it just, it changes it. Okay, so maybe we'll try and um, seek out some point horrors and we'll reread them. Absolutely. Because a lot of those are based on urban legends. Yes. So that would be quite useful. So next up, I'm going to talk about the Volga Death Car. Oh. So this tale begins in the 1960s in Poland and has since spread out with details depending on the source. So again, it's a bit like Chinese whispers. It kind of changes. 
And the original legend goes that a haunted black Volga limousine drove around abducting unsuspecting people. The black car was fitted with a white interior and it's said to have horns instead of side mirrors. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Driven by the devil himself, his victims were captured and sacrificed to evil spirits. Now, is there any evidence that is... That doesn't, not necessarily proves it, but like, was someone actually doing this? Uh, I mean, everything's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, there's no smoke without fire. Exactly. So there's got to be some sort of origin story that kicked this off. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because it's, it's not the kind of thing you randomly, or maybe someone is just sitting there randomly making up these urban legends and then just calling people on the phone and going, listen, mate. This happened, and then they tell their friends, and then it goes around the world. Oh, it could be, or it could be Anton Lavey in his weird cartoon devil costume. <laughs> oh, it could be. Maybe that's who they're seeing. Oh, I feel like I shouldn't mock him, but <laughs> I mean, well, you're not mocking him. It's fine. Well, I'm mocking his outfit. Okay, I'm not. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> so another version of that is um, that the drivers were a gang dealing in human organs. The victim would be captured and their blood and or vital organs harvested and sold to the rich on the black market. Do you know what? That seems quite believable. Yeah. That seems like that has come from somewhere. Yeah. And not necessarily... Gang, yes, but also could be like a medical professional who's trying to make extra money on the side. Exactly. Or is just a bit bonkers. Bonkers, bonkers. So most targeted victims were said to be children who would willingly get into the car, which is really sad. But I feel like that has definitely come from somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, do you remember the film Hostel? Yes. Where people pay to kill people. Like, you know that shit is going on somewhere. Oh, definitely. The world is so sick. The obscure corners of like some really, 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 I don't know, depraved town or, or something. Do you know how I see it? It's just, it's its really rich people who can cover it up really oh, easily. Oh, absolutely. And just pay people off. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I could believe that. Yeah. Definitely. That's a bit um, cynical, but you know, the world is, is a bit it's scary. It's full of skeptics. Yeah. And so. cynics. So I reckon, in fact, I might delve into that a little bit more and see if I can make a whole episode out of it because, you know, it's it's obviously the Volga death car. You know, dealing in human organs, that's horrible. Yeah, that's gnarly. But sounds like it could happen. It could, yeah. Which is disturbing in of itself. Yes, I concur. So do I. So the next one is Tragically Stylish. Dan- dance. dance 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 icon Isadora Duncan what a great name meant untimely and brutal death after the shawl she was wearing as part of her dress got entangled in the spokes of her lover's car how long was the bloody shawl well she had insisting insisted on putting on the shawl which was 60 inches wide and 2 yards long and witnesses on the scene noticed the shawl flailing dangerously near the wheels and tried to let her know, but she didn't notice until it was too late. 
The trailing scarf became wrapped around a wheel, which pulled her half out of the cockpit of the car. Her head wedged between the tyre and the bodywork. Her larynx was crushed, her spine broken in two places, her jugular severed and her nose ground off by the rotating spokes. The car in question was an Amilcar CC and belonged to her boyfriend. This is a very sad urban legend because it, the actual event happened mm. um, and I think, you know, I think that, that did all happen by the sounds of it but I don't know if it was the scarf or not but... Yeah, that that's sort of that's based on an actual event, kind of like with um, the urban legend of Jane Mansfield being decapitated, an actual yeah. event, but the rumor proved to not be true, and that's what makes it an urban legend. Yes. So I don't know if I consider that one an urban legend. No. See, I mean, that might be one that I I probably should look into that a bit more yeah. as well because that could be an episode of itself but do you know what that reminds me of go on is the whole thing of you know escalators yeah in shopping centres malls whatever is getting your laces caught yeah. in the escalator and people being like sucked under that's a final destination thing right there <laughs> I don't did that ever happen I feel like it was a massive exaggeration <laughs> I don't know escalator deaths probably like the ones on the tube that are super steep I can see stuff happening there but I don't feel like it would be sucking you under with a shoelace but it's so obscure that it could be real I mean look there's that program called like um, a, mil- a, uh, a Thousand Ways to Die or something oh. and, or, no it, oh god it's about real deaths and they're really fucking stupid oh god like okay. you wouldn't it just is so unreal it's real well, again, these things have always got to come from something. And it's like, you know, why is caution hot written on hot drinks things? Because someone's burnt themselves and gone, oh, my God, it was hot and no one told me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? St- it, stupidity. Human error. <laughs> oh, we're looking at this on uh, Google. Scalped and strangled. That's a bit scary. But yeah, escalator deaths. Yep. Oh, I have been trapped in the doors on the metro in Paris. And they shut on me. Oh, what happened? Mm. I mean, obviously you were right. Yeah, I wiggled <laughs> out and then um, we just went onto the platform and then people were shouting at us. It's quite scary. Shouting at you? What, yeah, for being... we were kids. We were oh. on like a school trip and they were just shouting summer cats in French that we couldn't quite understand. I oh. think it was somewhat not nice. <laughs> somewhat not nice. I must, I must have had a bad time with it because I can still remember it. Yeah, well... Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll do it. I'll be okay. So, coffin car is the next one up. Ooh, my kind of tale. Yes. Sandra West was an heiress in the 1960s. Her wealth obtained after the passing of her husband, Ike West Jr. What a cool name. Sandra loved expensive cars and had a particular interest in Egyptology. Ooh especially the lives of the pharaohs, which I get. That is very interesting. This passion for both cars and Egypt led to Sandra requesting that she be buried with her beloved 1964 Ferrari 330 America. Love that. I love that. That would have been a very wide grave. It would have been pretty big. In fact, this was a condition in her will that her brother-in-law had to meet in order to inherit her fortune. 
Yeah, I can see that. Well, you work for your money, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Like that, I feel like that's, that was very clever on her part. So when she passed in May 1977, Sandra West was laid to rest according to her wishes, which read in part that she'd be buried next to her husband in a lace nightgown seated in her Ferrari with the seat comfortably slanted. Miss West and her comfortably, Ferrari... Yeah, you need your comfort in the afterlife. I mean, yeah, if you're going to do it, you may as well get it right. Miss West and her Ferrari were encased in a plywood structure and then lowered into the grave with a crane and then cement was poured all around the container. Mm-hmm. So she was literally in, like, a Ferrari tomb. That's pretty cool. Again, I don't like that. It doesn't really seem like an urban legend. It just seems like something cool someone's done who died who liked cars. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I don't, I don't consider that an urban legend. Because no. the whole point about legends are they perhaps perhaps didn't happen, but this I feel like this did. Again, yeah. I'm gonna have to look more at these, but that's very interesting. Like there's there's truth to to some of it, but it's it's never provable. Yeah, interesting one though, and they vary so much. Yeah. So this is another kind of old school one that I'm pretty sure you all have heard of, and you've heard of at school. So, don't look back, Alison. Oh, don't look back. So, a cu- I think I might know this one. Yeah, I think you probably will. A couple drive to a secluded woodland area. Dogging. To get it on. Oh, <laughs> I was no. joking. Why did your mind go straight to dogging? <laughs> I don't know. That's the to thing. To be fair, they might have been doing that, but that's not. The urban legend doesn't specify. It, it. In fact, it says make out, but that's a bit of an American term when we're in Britain. So, you know, they're going to go and have a snog in <laughs> a woodland area. Snog. Does anybody say snog anymore? No, I don't think they do. No. Oh, gosh. Mark is shaking his head in disgust at me. That is, obviously, I'm showing my age. Yeah. Oh, come okay. on. That's fine. I bet you had a little wee snog when you were in school. A little snoggy snog. <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> so this couple who were, whatever they were doing, dogging, making out, snogging, and when they try to leave, the car won't start. Dun, dun, dun. So the boyfriend goes to find help and the girl stays put in the car because she's wearing heels and wouldn't be able to keep up. Don't wear heels then. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you ever need to be in a situation where you have to peg it, just make sure if you are wearing heels, have some flats. Have <laughs> some hands. Have, have some Adidas superstars to hand. Have some boots to hand. Something. Yeah, something where you can move fairly quickly in. Exactly. And I don't, I mean, I wouldn't stay put in the car. I'd be like, no, dude, I'm coming with you. I'm not staying here on my own unless yeah. I've got some sort of weapon, some food, <laughs> a, a blanket, heater, yeah. <laughs> and a dog. Yeah. I'm not staying here on my oh, own. Oh, no. See, I wouldn't want to put a dog at risk. No, I wouldn't either. But if the dog was there, I'd be like, well, I'll stay with. No, I'd take the dog with me. Yeah. Go away. Go away from the car. But this girl, she stays put. And after a while, she begins to hear a strange scratching sound on the roof of the car. Mm. But she's too afraid to go outside. And so she stays locked in the car as the sound persists. So it's just this scratching, scratching, scratching on the roof. Can we do scratchy noises? <laughs> Maybe, well, everyone knows <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop scratching like. the table now. <laughs> Eventually, 
she is discovered by a state trooper. It's very American, isn't it? So it could be a policeman over here. Uh, the officer gathers her up and leads her away from the car. In so pr- is she alive? Yeah. Oh. So, so, so the, the car with her, she's obviously fallen asleep in it. And then... I wouldn't be fucking sleeping. That shit would scare me. No. But she did. Well alert. She did, apparently. So she fell asleep in the car at night. Obviously, Chappy Chap's not come back. Mm -hmm. Policeman, state trooper, whatever you want to call them, has gone, oh, she's in her car. I'm going to get her out. But as he's picking her up, he says to her, don't look back. When I take you out of this car, whatever you do, don't look back at the car. Obviously, she's not going to listen, because if you're told not to do something, what's the first thing you want to do is do it. Do it. Don't push the red button. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And as she peers back over her shoulder, she sees her boyfriend dead, strung up from the branches of the tree above his car, his lifeless limbs scraping along the wall of the car in the breeze. The roof, even. Oh, was that the scratching noise? That was the scratching noise. I remember that very well, but I remember very different versions. Do you know what? I'm thinking about it. I haven't heard that one. Really? No. Yeah, I'm trying to think because that was that's clearly the American version. So I'm trying to recall. That's definitely like a film scene that I think has been portrayed in a lot of movies. You know, oh, there's a funny noise. I'm going to get out and investigate. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and it's a deranged killer. I do, another one. an escaped mental patient. Patient. Yeah. Yeah. That's normally who it is. And Chappy Chap always dies. Chappy and Chap. And she's off running in heels. That Oh, yeah, that's, that's film. Oh, de- definitely. <laughs> I've seen that in a film, I swear. Yeah. But I remember here. I remember us telling this like as as a, a kind of scary story yeah. when we're at sleepovers and stuff. So, again, to be fair, it's probably happened, hasn't it? Because this is some crazy stuff in this world. So mm. it's probably based on something. And then we've got the hook. So this is my last one. And again, I've definitely these are all ones I've heard and I've mm-hmm. grown up with. This is a total classic. So. Involving a deranged bloke with a hook for a hand who goes around attacking couples who are trying to get it on in their cars. Oh, usually, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a theme here. So predictable. Exactly. Usually, the couples are listening to the radio, and as they're listening to the radio, they find out that a serial killer has escaped a mental, mental institution <laughs> right before they're attacked. And killed. That's definitely in a film as well. <laughs> and the fella, the deranged mental patient, in inverted commas, he le- always leaves his hook hanging ominously from the car door. He must have an extensive collection he of hooks. Has a collection of hooks. Like I, I see him opening up some like wardrobe. Spit polish. There's just a lot of hooks in there, yeah. and he's like, maybe quite pricey way of doing it and I think after a while you probably get suspicious of why a guy's buying so many hooks I know he doesn't have a hand but mm. how many hooks does one, one person, person need, need if it's not four have you heard that one before I mean, um, I, something similar I would say that's definitely, definitely a guy with movies. a hook oh yeah for sure yeah for sure um, 
I know what you did last summer. Wasn't that a hooked guy? Do you know what? We should watch a load of classic horrors like that because a lot of them are very urban legend based. Yeah. And there's the film Urban Legends as well. Yes, I, I think there's several of them because I've watched Probably. one and I want to say it was Bloody Mary. Okay. Which yeah. is one of my favourite urban yeah. legends. Yeah. And that's they they take that very well in Candyman. Yes. That's a very good film. Candyman is brilliant. Yeah. I've not seen the redo though. It's okay. Uh, it will never be the original. It's very good and it would have been a very good standalone one to be fair, but the first one is, it, I think it's very, very frightening. Yeah. Yes. I knew I was right. I know what you did last summer. Stalked by a hook-wielding killer. There you are. Yeah. I mean, that is just... That's I know what you did last summer. Plucked out of urban legend. People making out. Yeah. So I feel like the lessons we've learnt today, don't make out or go dogging in your car in the woods or else you will probably... You will die. Die. Um, don't get out of the car and move a trolley. Because you will, you will die. die. Don't pick up a hitchhiker or you're you'll gonna die. die. Don't get in a limousine. With horns instead of side mirrors. Driven by the devil himself and or a gang member. You will die. You will die. Don't wear a massive long scarf that's like too long for words. Because you will die. Because you will die. And if you do die, get buried in your car. Which, that's just fab. Yeah. So that's today's Urban Legends. And another PSA. You are welcome. Yeah, I feel like we're giving advice to the masses here. I think it's very good advice to stay safe, just to yeah. not do all those things. So there we go. Oh, very interesting. I'm yeah. going to have to look up some more Urban Legends because I feel like there are some that I do know, but I cannot recall. Yeah, and I wonder... A lot of these urban legends have come from way, way, way back when of people telling them. Like, what, are there any modern ones? Oh, there's never a modern one. Like, like, there's never modern hauntings. Or like a social media. There's probably some social media-based urban legends. Well, look at um, Randonautica. Yeah. Actually, the, the girls famously found body parts in a suitcase whilst using Randonautica, the app. And then there's lots of other videos and things that are like, you're like, is that happening? Is that fake? Don't know. So I think people are very clever and creative these days. And. Oh, my God, I have a story. That's a good one, Mark. So we were just on Google. We've got the 2016 clown sightings. Oh, that was horrendous. But that wasn't an urban legend. That That actually happened. And it's not car based, but it's clown based. And we both have chlorophobia. So. I remember this happening a lot. Honestly, I, I'd i have had a heart attack. Yeah. There if was... I was confronted with that, no. So basically what people were doing was dressing up as Clary... 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 <laughs> scary, scary, lucky. <laughs> scary clowns. Okay, I'm scary so clowns. scared I can't talk. <laughs> I've developed an impediment because I'm so scared of clowns. And they were just basically chasing after people, weren't they? Yeah, but they literally had knives and shit as well, didn't they? Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. That I mean, that took on a turn, didn't oh, it? Oh, it was evil. I'm pretty sure they had, like, knives or were wielding some sort of weapon. Weapon. 
Yeah, I feel like... The, the, I mean, I wonder if we can make a whole episode of that and we'll connect a car in there somewhere. But cl- our clowns are just creepy anyway. And I know see, some people don't get it, but we, we don't like what? clowns. It's not a happy occasion when there's a clown. No. And I was walking back from the train station from London and I was walking through the park to my house. It wasn't dark, but this was the time when there were loads of clown sightings. So I was on red alert. Yeah. I was literally like, On peripheral edge. vision, where are the clowns? That fight or flight is like... Exactly. Yeah. So I'd walk down this little path. There's loads of people about. I'd walk down this little path by some trees, looking out for these clowns. This bloke comes towards me, mm. stops, looks at the tree in front of me, climbs it and just sits in it. Uh-huh. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. didn't do anything. It was just, it was just like, oh, I'm going to go sit on that you tree, up actually. So I was so busy looking out for clowns that I didn't realise there'd be a tree climber just chilling out. It was quite a nice surprise, actually. <laughs> well, it's better than a bloody clown, I can say that Absolutely. much. Absolutely. But we are kind of... Um, oh, what's the word? Overdramatic about certain things. Like when I come and look after the doggos for you, because they're so little... And you live in such a rural area. I'm always on alert for um, <laughs> large cats, like pumas. Yeah. <laughs> that escaped a zoo or something. Birds or of prey. Birds of prey, like a bloody eagle or a hawk. Well, because that's happened. Because they're chihuahuas yeah. and they could just be taken away. And that's exactly. my worst nightmare. And I'm like constantly, I'm ready to throw myself on those dogs every time I take them out for a walk. Thank you. You're welcome. I did actually have to throw myself on Molly when she was being attacked by two Labradoodles. Oh. And they wouldn't get off her, so I had to throw my body on her. Well, honestly, she's she's a mouthful and that's it. Yeah, she's bite size. But I don't know, I don't, I, uh, I don't know when... What, can't remember what triggered that whole clown thing, but it just petered out, didn't it? It did. It just came out of nowhere, yeah. I believe, and then just stopped. Was it anywhere around Halloween? Was that some sort of a catalyst for it? Hmm. Don't know. Interesting. We should find out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's it, Urban Legends. We'll have to find some more. We'll try and find some modern ones. Absolutely. I think this is going to be one of those episodes that's like, oh, we're going to drop this in. It's a shorter one, but yeah. you're going to have fun anyway. Yeah, it's a bit of a palate cleanser in between the murders and things. Yeah, exactly. Even though there's murders and things in it. Yeah, but, you know, it's a potential myth. So it doesn't hit as heavy. Allegedly. Supposedly. Potentially. Yeah, absolutely. But if you guys have got any of your own urban legends that to do with cars, haunted roads, etc., etc., send them in to us and we will be happy to read them out. Absolutely. Make sure you like, subscribe and review our podcast on whatever you're listening to us on. Our socials are at Cars on the Macabre. So we'll always put pictures on there that relate to what we're talking about. Absolutely. And as always, today's episode is brought to you by Park Lane Studios. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Putting up with us. Even though he's like, <laughs> oh, literally, you guys are idiots. And until next time, folks, make sure you stay, stay spooky, spooky, bitches. bitches.